Hallie, Brevard County, uh, the school board meetings there are anything but calm. The one that we went to wasn't completely out of control, but I can tell you that people, uh, all kinds of parents that I talked to describe those meetings now as a circus or a show. Um, other people say it's just passionate people expressing their rights as parents, but it has definitely become contentious for all the reasons that you just mentioned. These hot button issues are coming into play, sometimes coming from the outside and being brought in to Brevard. Brevard County. I had a chance to speak with the board chairwoman. She's been there eight years on the board. She's she's technically, as all of them are, nonpartisan. But she said things have gotten so out of control, it's really hurting her staff. Take a listen. You had a meeting in October where you had to literally kick everybody out. We are going to clear the room. We did. The audience started to get very loud and uh, it was reaching the point of being unsafe. Belford is worried about the impact on teachers and administrators. I'm blessed to be serving a group of 9,000 people that wake up every single day and pour their heart and soul. Sorry. What upsets you? Our people are getting beat up. And there is no more noble job. And you won't find a group more committed to our kids. And they are fallout in all of this, unfortunately. They are fallout in all of this. I heard that from a lot of parents, Hallie. Uh, this has really divided the community. And, and there are essentially two big groups right now in Brevard County. One is called Moms for Liberty, founded by a former member of the school board who lost her seat after she really uh, campaigned for no masks in schools. She started that group, Moms for Liberty. And then on the other side, you've got a group of parents who lean left, who formed in reaction to the Moms for Liberty, and they're called Families for Safe Schools. Howdy. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Wednesday, 24 August, the year of our Lord, 2022. On this date in the year of our Lord, 410, the Visigoths uh, sacked, seized and sacked Rome, the first time that the barbarians had actually stormed the gate. If you listen to the mainstream media this morning, they feel it's the same sort of storming as the Moms for Liberty and other concerned mothers, Moms for America, other concerned parents' rights groups stormed the bastion of public education yesterday in the state of Florida, had sweeping victories. Ron DeSantis, I think, had endorsed 29 of the candidates, but many more than that one. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and we've been, I think I've been talking about this since the first time was that the Turn the turnaround in our country was going to start through the school boards with the moms back. I think it was in May of 2021 when Fauci started talking about additional mass mandates for the schools starting in the fall and additional, you know, starting the vaccine the kids. Let's start with Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty. Uh, Tiffany, just put in perspective, walk the nation through exactly what happened last night on the scale of it in Florida. Yeah, so what you've seen happen across the country is that parents have politely uh, appealed to school boards, right? Throughout COVID, they have sent emails, uh, they were ignored. And then they went and spoke at school board meetings and they were ignored. And so what you're seeing is now parents reclaiming public education in America. We have run for school board and, and many, many candidates last night in Florida won. So we had 43 uh, candidates out of 65 that were supported that uh, that went on that are going on that either won or will be uh, in runoffs, 14 going to runoffs in the general election. Um, and we have boards 
that now have a majority of school board members that will stand for parental rights. And I'm just taking a look at my notes because I want to make sure I get this correct. Um, so Brevard County, Sarasota County, Duval County, Clay County, Miami-Dade County, which is uh, one of the largest school districts in the country, flipped to have parental rights candidates running and, and controlling that school board. And, and I say that to be clear, this is a message to every elected official in America, parents, uh, are concerned about our children. We're concerned that our children are not learning to read in school. And now we are going to be on these boards helping to direct policies and budgets in these school districts so that we can ensure that children are being given the skills that they need to unfold their full potential. Okay, I, I just want to go back in, in, in time and, and make sure we put the perspective because I said that this is the beginning of the turnaround of the country. And it's really it's it's to a large extent almost nonpartisan, right? It's just it's parental rights movement is uh, is something that's really driven by uh, by parents that are just concerned. I, I, I want to just go back when this started. First off, it did come from the CCP COVID virus when parents started seeing what was taught at, at, by their children in school, and then it was CRT, it was the mass man's, uh, mandates, all that. You guys then started to actually attend school board meetings and you were not embraced. So go through that history because this is not like something that you, the moms are busy enough, right? A lot of them have jobs. Even the ones that are principally homemakers are obviously busy with everything they're doing. You guys weren't looking for another gig, right? Walk us through the history of this that led to, quite frankly, stunning victories yesterday and, and your point about essentially taking over the school boards of some of the biggest school districts in this nation, ma'am. So in 2016, I ran for school board. Tina Deskovich ran for school board in, in Brevard County. We didn't know each other then, uh, but we both ran for the same reason. We had gotten involved in our children's schools through volunteering, and we saw some things that were concerning. And we said, well, you know, maybe we could make a difference getting elected to these boards. So we both served from 2016 to 2020. You are absolutely right. COVID, uh, I say it, we make COVID lemonade. There are, were horrible things that happened because of COVID uh, across this country and across the world. But one of the things that came out of COVID was parents really re-engaging in their kids' education, um, seeing that there were bureaucrats and politicians that were making decisions that they did not believe were in the best interest of their children, like forced quarantining of healthy kids, like forced masking. And then parents got to see uh, behind the education curtain, like Tina and I had as school board members, they saw what their kids were learning or not learning, and they got very, very concerned. As you said, they went to school board. They went and spoke, they sent emails. And so people will ask me, you know, what was it that really ignited parents' concern? All of the things made them worried, but the biggest thing was going to elected officials into these school board bodies and then being ignored, having mics cut off and parents saying, wait a second, we're talking about the most important thing in my life, my child, and I'm telling you that I'm concerned about some things that are happening with them and you're ignoring me? You're telling me that I don't have a say in my children's education like Terry McAuliffe did in Virginia? And that was a real wake up call for parents. So um, we like to say at Moms for Liberty, we're just getting started. Uh, Florida is, is, is just the beginning of what you're going to see uh, Moms for Liberty do across the United States, working with lots of other groups as well. 1776 PAC came in and helped uh, with uh, supporting candidates that we had endorsed. And, and they've done that across the country. And, and we're going to work with them. Um, you know, Governor Ron DeSantis really showing the way for elected officials going forward, saying school board is important. Um, and then the thing that I think everyone has to realize is this, you know, Tina and I got on school board, you get in the school board and you realize, you know, you can do this. 
you can get involved in elected office and you can make a difference. And so what I think you're going to see is a ripple effect, Steve. You're going to see people getting onto school boards. So now 43 candidates in Florida were so excited. Uh, but who knows what the potential for that is? And really um, setting uh, you know, the track for the nation. Florida has led in so many ways throughout COVID. And I think this is just one more way uh, that Florida will continue leading, showing the difference that you can make in public education when uh, moms and dads and concerned community members get involved and get elected. No, I absolutely agree. I think you're seeing um, future congressional, Senate uh, governors, lieutenant governors, all of it. It's not... Tiffany, I want to ask you to hold and, and just stick with us. <clears throat> We're going to start bringing some moms in. Let's go to let's go to 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 to, to Bridget Ziegler. We had Bridget on. Uh, Bridget, uh, in fact, I think at the beginning of the week or over the weekend, you were down. You you calculate you were down three or four thousand potential votes. Uh, you were kind of a come from behind. Walk through your race so the nation understands it, and most importantly. I think the entire Sarasota board flipped, which is incredible. So, so talk to us about what happened. Waving. I was just waving at the girl, I, you know, t uh, Tiffany and, and, and April there. So we're all kind of in this fight together. Um, so it's awesome. Again, thanks for having me. Uh, well, first, I want to also thank, um, I want to thank Governor DeSantis for highlighting how important school board elections are. And I know Tiffany mentioned that. Um, you know, he obviously has his education agenda, and but realize that local school boards make it are pivotal in being able to implement that um, agenda. And we need school board parents that are school board members who are focused on being parents and doing their job. Um, but a lot of people are asleep at the wheel sometimes. And even though it's been covered over the last year and a half, a lot of people didn't know August 23rd yesterday was school board election day in Florida. Um, so uh, Steve, thank you for giving a shout out to your listeners. We had a huge surge on election day. You know, we know that Democrats are typically strong vote by mail. Um, Republicans uh, typically like to vote day of. Um, we had a pretty strong showing in um, early voting, but still we're behind about, to your, as you said, two or 3,000. Um, and on election day, we had um, we outperformed a three to one when it came to Democrats or uh, Republicans. And I think it's a testament to Governor DeSantis shining a light on it. I think it's a testament to organizations like Moms for Liberty, 1776 Project, um, and even you, uh, Steve, for highlighting and telling people to get out and vote because we know people are aware and we know that parents rose up. And again, I cannot I cannot speak enough about that, is that this was just an amazing moment for our republic. This shows that the grassroots is where the power is and that should be where the power is and that everyone needs to, you know, there is a massive rejection of the woke ideology People are tired of their kids being exploited for anyone's political, the left's political agenda, and parents rose up. And I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that. I'm proud to continue to serve in this aspect. And as Tiffany mentioned, there's a lot of school board members who were elected recently. I've been at this for a while, um, and we're here to help them because I can tell you as someone who served as a minority on my board for two terms, but refused to be captured and um, drink the Kool-Aid and hold the line. I know where a lot of these new school board members are going to be and how they're going to be feeling and some of those challenges. And so I'll be there working with them um, in coordination with the Leadership Institute to help train them and help them be strong conservatives that they promised they would be when they ran for election. So to help them transfer from campaign to, uh, to governing as a conservative. Now, this is a earthquake yesterday. I mean, particularly given the, the uh, how vibrant Florida is, the economy, the the demographics. It's uh, you know, I, I keep saying Miami is the is the one city in the country that this exploding major world city that's not encumbered 
with all the problems we've got of all the big cities in the in the northeast that are controlled by these democratic machines florida is right there at the cutting edge of what's happening in the world and this is a populist you know ryan gerdersky and the guys over the 1776 pack i mean ryan is a very focused populist i think that's why he came in this is populism at work this is and this is going to be a model for the yep. entire nation every mom out there every dad out there this is also to show that the opposition is pretty smart when 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 uh the justice department started talking about domestic terrorists they knew they had to stop this they had to they had to kill this in the crib that if this Absolutely. caught on and all of a sudden they started getting some victories they would they would the momentum would absolutely unravel and this is what it is the best control is local control hang on for one second i want you to hang on also let me bring in april april just to can you define for the country people are just coming into this story now and i know you guys have been at it for a year and a half or longer what what are what are parental rights what what are parental rights and why are you guys fighting for this concept called parental rights it's just having the ability as a parent to make your own choices for your children. I mean, it's that simple. It's, it shouldn't be um, such a hard thing to fight for. We should be working in conjunction with public education. The parents should have the ability to make decisions with our educators. Um, and so it's just, um, it's gotten to the point now where they've just decided to leave us out. And I think that um, both sides of the aisle are tired of it. I've been getting some emails from some registered Democrats who voted for me yesterday and just said, thank you, because we're tired of it, too. This is my point. This is not a, a, a totally partisan thing. There are a lot of tons of independents, lots of the Yunkin victory showed us and what happened in, in, uh, loud, up in Loudoun in Fairfax County showed that they're they're moderate Democrats, even some liberal Democrats. They're shocked about what the school boards uh, have, have done here. I would like all four of you guys to stay through. Uh, the break because I want to get I want to get uh, all three of you. I guess I'm the fourth, right? And let me do the math here. The math gets a little complicated. Um, I want you guys to stay through because this is such an important story. Look, there were major primaries yesterday in New York, Oklahoma, and uh, in Florida, and we're going to have I think Brandon Williams is going to join us. Uh, we're also going to have Anna Paulina Luna, another uh, big, huge uh, winner, or just incredible. Uh, Carl Paladino, I don't think has thrown in the towel yet. They're fighting up there in New York about. That vote, I think, uh, Loomer in uh, Florida has not conceded yet. They're going to fight that and contest that. But a lot going on. But the big story, the most important story in the nation this morning, is that the moms have stood up. Uh, the parents have sat in Florida and said, hey, no more. And these are major school districts. Miami-Dade, uh, Sarasota, uh, uh, Broward, I think it's uh, Brevard. We'll get to all of it. Is it? Thank you. My Florida team, my Florida man just gave me the correct thing. Okay, short commercial break. Back with Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty, and some of the winners of the school board next in the world. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold. 
physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, mypillow.com, you're uh remember you're bundling them off to college right now. You keep you keep here's the deal. You keep the soccer trophies at home and you get them a pillow, a blanket, and some sheets, and they go to college. Kit the kids outright when they go to college. Everybody's going back right now. Make sure you go to mypillow.com, promo code warm. You got the buy one, get one freeze, you got all the sales, you got what used to be sold in Walmart. It ain't sold there anymore because they don't like uh, the Moment of Truth Summit and other political uh, things that Mike Lindell are doing to save his country. So go check it out today. Make sure you support the armor-piercing shell that is Mike Lindell. We're going to have more. The constitutional sheriffs, we're going to have one of the constitutional sheriffs on in the second hour of the show. Absolutely an amazing group. And uh, if you think you're jacked up right now with the Moms uh, for Liberty and these moms are taking over the school boards, you'll be just as jacked up with the constitutional sheriffs, uh, which is another local grassroots at the deck plates. This is, this is what populism is. This is participatory populism. This is what taking the country over an institution at a time. And so the mainstream media is going to totally melt down. Remember, these are all domestic terrorists because what they do, they saw what their children were being taught. And they had a simple question. Hey, we'd like our schools to be number one in the world to teaching uh, uh, reading, rhetoric, um, English, uh, math, uh, you know, algebra, calculus, all of it. So our kids can have a shot to compete in a in a very tough and competitive world. If you're going to compete against China, if you're going to compete against India, if you're going to compete against Germany and France and these nations, uh, that uh, and, and all the emerging nations that are coming up, their kids are very focused on education. We have to be the best educated. And what they did, they kind of looked and saw what was being taught. And they said, we don't think this is the appropriate spending of our time and resources. And we don't want this. We don't want our children indoctrinated. We want our children to become, have the apparatus to think on their own and to think critically. And that's how they got engaged. And how were they met? They were rejected at the school boards. They were said, no, cut your mics off. And then, of course, Merrick Garland and the Justice Department with the FBI started looking at, oh, we got a problem here. These people could be domestic terrorists. We know what they did. They didn't curl up in the fetal position and say, oh, they're saying terrible things about us. Maybe we'll just go back and let our kids be indoctrinated. They said, hey, how about this? How about we run for school board and we take your job? And that's what happened yesterday. This is kind of a shot heard around the world. This is a little bit of Concord Bridge. Uh, Tiffany, let me go back to April. April, tell people about your journey. How, how did you end up here on this show as a winner? Where did you start in this process, and, and how tough was the fight? I mean, it was all about my own children. You know, um, I've always been involved in the classroom. I've always volunteered with teachers in the classroom for my children's um, education. And um, I have a child that's got ADHD and has a learning plan, and so we always had to advocate for her. 
But it wasn't until my youngest child who never struggled in school was suddenly having issues after we opened back up after COVID. And she just had a lot of problems with the masking and the social distancing. And it was affecting her learning because her glasses were fogging up and um, she couldn't hear the teacher through the mask. And I mean, it was affecting her mostly on a social level because the kids were segregated all the time. Um, and, you know, when you see your child hurting and not acting like her joyful, joyful self anymore, um, you want to do something about it. And that's when I started attending school board meetings. I had always watched them online and paid attention to the results of policy making and such, but had never actually gone down there and spoken. Um, and I realized after my three minutes were up when I got a bunch of blank stares that really, they didn't seem to care for except maybe one or two of the board members what I had to say. And uh, after that day, I got repeated phone calls from friends of mine um, who also had children in the public education system saying, you know, April, have you ever thought about running for school board? And of course, you know, I was like, no. Um, but it was something that weighed on me for a long time. I'm a small business owner. You know, I work for myself. I'm dedicated to my family. And I didn't need to do this for any other reason than to make sure that our city is taking care of our children. And right now I feel like we've completely dropped the ball. And it's, the, it's ironic actually that one year ago yesterday was the school board emergency meeting where my opponent decided to defy Governor DeSantis's executive order and continue to mask our children. And so yesterday um, it was a sweet day for us because I think parents realized that we can no longer have these you know, union funded school board members making decisions for our children, we have to come in at the grassroots level as parents and fight and advocate for our kids because at the end of the end, at the end of the day, they are the future of our, our community and we have to take care of our kids. Um, I've taken a lot of arrows. Uh, my opponent came at me hard. She didn't run on her record. She ran solely on attacking me for being a domestic terrorist. So um, I'm so grateful for Governor DeSantis and my campaign and everyone that worked so hard, our volunteers, we knocked a lot of doors and spoke to a lot of people and hit a lot of, I mean, just hit the ground running. Um, and I can't, I'm so incredibly overwhelmed and humbled by the amount of parents and, you know, citizens that have just had their faith in me and, and we were able to prevail yesterday. Really exciting. I want to go to, uh, to uh, Bridget for a second. By the way, on MSNBC and CNN, we do these clips all day long. It's anti-democracy. These people are anti-democracy. This is democracy. Knocking on the doors, meeting your constituents, your other parents, and getting to come out and to vote in, in what has normally been something nobody ever focused on. Remember, this is not a down ticket race. This is a race nobody ever thought of. It was these moms that made this uh, a thing, right? Because they weren't going to tolerate it anymore. Let's go. Uh, Bridget, tell me how tough it is when you when you talk about they're coming at you. You're just a mom. You got kids. Next thing you know, you're in the political process. You got to get it. You got to organize. And if you it's come from behind. It's not going to be the old Democrat stay at home mail in ballot. I've got to get conservatives or people that are game day voters and they got to get out and they got to they they got to make sure they vote. Walk us through how tough that process is. You know, it's tough, but, uh, you know, something I think all three of us can have in common is that fire in your belly when it's, when, what's your why, and especially if it's your kids, I mean, you're going to figure out a way to do it, but you do have to have that strategy. And one thing I think is really important for anyone considering to run, don't be shy about hitting these issues head on. 
So often you see people who run and they want to play in the middle. They don't want to offend anyone. No, these are common sense issues. And I think that is what you see the common denominator about the winners last night were people who are willing to take on these issues, not be fearful of what the left's going to throw at you because they throw all these names because they can't win on issues. As April said, I mean, my opponent, and that's probably the same for everyone, their whole plan was defeat Ziegler for me, you know, and, and anything. So they're not running for anything. They're running against us. And so we're, and we're running for our children and we're running for our community and for our country. And so when it comes down to it, I think it's really important people be direct and go knock on doors to have those meet and greets. But um, you got to watch those numbers. You need to know the math behind it. You know, if you're a single member or countywide, these are nonpartisan races. And you can get a sense of where where you need to be. I mean, there are political consultants out there as well that help. But ultimately, it's as many people as you can get in front of, get your team in place. Like I said, those knocking on doors and having those living room meet and greets because the media does you no favors. So raising money to be able to get your message out is very important um, to counter the narrative that the left and the media all work in cahoots together. I've never seen the level of orchestration. This is my third race. I've never seen the level of orchestration like I did this past round when it came to the press, you know, the the elite money, the foundations, and the um and the 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 union slash democratic party is pretty remarkable. Um but I think talk, hang, get, hang on, okay. talk about hang on, talk about that for a second. The the, the big foundations are all come from the elites, the sources, all these elite foundations, the Ford Foundation, all that, in cahoots with the big unions, the teachers unions, and the uh and the local media. They're all working in concert, and they're all working in concert to designate whether it's you, April, Tiffany, whoever it is, whatever mom it is, that you're you a, essentially a you're a whack job. You're dangerous. You've got dangerous ideas, and you're just you're just this side of a domestic terrorist. Is that is that what they try to do? Absolutely. And what I think, and this is a playbook. As I talk about, it happens in a lot of different areas. And um, what we found, it was pretty surprising at first because you think about your foundations. Oh, they're wonderful. They're nonprofits. They help support. Well, they also help support a substantial amount of programs inside the school district. And so when you see us pushing back on the woke ideology, which is permeating our school districts, a lot of things actually are end up that these are programs these foundations are pushing and they realize that they're at risk. And so it's important for people to understand you have these elite multi-million dollar people that are you know, a select few that they don't, they, they are not elected. They're not even in the districts. They're not even in the system. The districts over leveraged from the money that they accept there and they're kingmakers. And um, and they work in cahoots with the local media and you would have op-eds, advertisements and um, articles all in one just slid down together. And it, it's not by coincidence. And so that's what I'm saying. You're up against this. But the people, folks, the people have had it. And and as Tiffany mentioned, and, and you, uh, as, this is not partisan. This is common sense. That's why I implore anyone who's talking or thinking about doing this, do step up and do be direct. Don't be afraid of hitting these issues like straight on because the left, the center and the right, they don't want this for our children. They do not want this in our in our schools. They do not want this to be the future. They see where things are going and they're ready to they're ready to rise up. And this was a this was a referendum on all the woke elite few that think that they can tell us what we need to think and who we are or, or subset us into sub, you know, various categories. Um, that's not what this country is about. That's no, not what the, we're the, about. The, 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 future, the future of this nation was started to decide it last night. This is Concord yeah. Bridge. This Indeed. is Concord Bridge. I, I, I want to hang on for a second. I also want to keep you guys through the, into the next uh, uh, block. I also want to say 
that the Tiffany Justice, the Tinas, uh, these women are open. This is their playbook. We now have the counter playbook. You don't have to get steamrolled by Soros. There, uh, there, there are people out there. You're not alone. This is an uprising that you're going to have some of the smartest, toughest women in this country that have your back, no matter what state you're in, no matter what county you're in, no matter if you're in a big city, you're in New York or Chicago, hey, you've got help is here. The cavalry is here. Short break. Be back in the world in a moment. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free, no obligation, home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. Do this today. Take action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, the woke left and the administrative state have uh, awakened a sleeping giant, the parents of this nation. The concept's called parental rights, and where you see it fought out is at school boards throughout this nation. And uh, last night, a epic, epic earthquake in the state of Florida, one of the most vibrant states in this union, and quite frankly, one of the most vibrant places in the world. Uh, parents stood up and said no more. And these parents were were hit with an onslaught of negative ads and really uh, to single them out as uh, as people that are not uh, not just qualified but dangerous, and this is what I keep saying: that courage is the most important of all the uh, of all the virtues, because it's upon courage that all the other virtues rest. And you see, from all of these candidates, even the ones that lost, and remember, the ones that lost is just their first shot. You're going to see some of the people we had on here that did lose. You're going to see their names up again at school boards and beyond. And I can tell you right now, just like I said in April of 21 or May of 21, that this was going to be absolutely the most important political movement that's going to drive things. Uh, you're going to see the farm team is going to be built. These names you're going to start to see in every state. Remember, we did Texas back in the spring, in Texas and in Florida and in Arizona and in Tennessee and all these states, these MAGA states. And then you're going to see it in Chicago and New York and L.A., you're going to start to see the next generation of political leaders are going to be honed. They're honed in the toughest of all crucibles, 
that crucible where you've got to go knock on a door and look somebody in the eye and say, hey, you have to come out and vote for me. And you're getting hit every day by ads. You're getting hit by the source machine. Uh, so I want to make sure everybody in the nation knows that these women are open to, to, to talk to you and to make sure that you know and you have the tools and you have the necessary uh, training and you have the mindset for what it has to have for victory. Let's go to Bridget. Bridget, uh, give your uh, can you give your social media and how people can contact you if they're so interested and find out more about your victory and more about what you're going to do on the Sarasota School Board now that you guys are in control? Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Bridget A. Ziegler, and that's B-I-E-G-L-E-R. Um, and same with Facebook, it's Bridget A. Ziegler, Z-I-E-G-L-E-R. Um, I love to hear and help people however I can. Like I said, been at this a long time, and um, these are huge These are huge wins, and um, we, we will continue to see that ripple effect. So reach out, follow the stories. Um, what happens in Sarasota, like I said, there's a playbook, and we have that counter playbook. What happens in Sarasota happens across the state and a country. So look forward to helping. Thank you very much. April, can people get your also get your uh, your contact so uh, they can uh, they can learn more about your story? Absolutely. On Facebook and Instagram, I'm April Arena Carney. And then online, uh, friendsofapril.com is a great place to go to get more information on me. And yeah, people need to know, like anyone can do this. Um, this is my first go around and it's been an amazing experience. And I think that if you've got that passion in your heart and that fire in your belly, like Bridget was saying, go ahead and take the plunge. It's worth it. Thank you very much, April. You know, I gave this talk the other day. It was on uh, Benny Johnson's podcast. I talked about commit. Once you commit, your entire life will change. And you, you'll see this. These women, when you get to know their stories, once you commit down a line of work, you know, p people come into your life. Things will happen. You'll get books and resources, and and uh, and it'll just change. But it, you need to commit. These women commit, and it's not easy. Trust me. They're coming out to. They don't run on policy. They 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 were not there debating their their uh, school board policy. Right? They were there to destroy them personally. That's what it takes courage. You know, Mother Jones is a left wing uh, magazine, but they're quite smart. They they I think the cover of the lead story was how that these moms are becoming the new face of the Republican Party and the new face of a rising populist movement. And they specifically talked about uh, Moms for Liberty. Tiffany, uh, give us your thoughts about where, where, where does the parental rights go in Florida? What happens to these schools? You, 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 you flipped some massive school districts, right, that are quite frankly as big as maybe even some of the our smaller state school districts, right, like Miami-Dade. Um, talk to us about where do you guys go from here? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. You mentioned Miami-Dade. The superintendent of Miami-Dade, Alberto Carvalho, actually uh, fled Florida and is now the superintendent out in LAUSD. My message to him is we're coming to California, too. Uh, we uh, believe there are, we know at Moms for Liberty, there are 50 states, and we know there are moms in all 50 states who care about their children and want to get involved in school board races, and we're not ready to take any of those stars off the flag. So it's time for Americans to stand up and fight for states, red states, blue states. Again, as you said, Steve, these are not partisan issues. Um, a couple of things that I just want to say, you've done such a wonderful job, and thank you for having so many different candidates running for school board on your show. And we have some amazing moms like Allie Leggy in Hillsborough who did not win 
last night. And my message to anyone that runs for school board and doesn't win, sometimes uh, that's the best thing that could happen. It wasn't meant for you to win. Um, and I thank God every day that Tina Deskovich, who co-founded Moms for Liberty, ran and lost her last race. And, and people like Mother Jones and other media somehow think that that, that is an insult that you ran and lost. Um, it, it takes a lot of bravery and courage to run. And oftentimes this is just the starting point for the next thing that's going to happen in your life. When you get that um, fire in your belly to make a difference in your community. And, and, and you and I both know nobody's going to fight for kids like a mom is. The other important thing that I want people to know, and this is why I've come on and I've asked for donations before for our Moms for Liberty political committee and Moms for Liberty has um, three packs that we're starting up across the country. Um, the American uh, Federation of Teachers uh, in, invested a lot of money into Florida school board races. Just in Duval County, they put in $150,000 into two different packs there. Um, so what the media and what the unions would like to do is try to shame us for being involved and getting involved in school boards. They have had um, a lock on school boards, and it's really been their uh, political activism that they have invested in. And they're mad right now because we uh, know uh, what they've been doing, and we are getting involved. So we will not be shamed out of politics. We are going to take our rightful seat at the table. And I do need everyone in America to understand it's important to invest in school board races. Um, so you can donate to Moms for Liberty. Look for candidates that are running in your area and ask them how you can help them. Um, oftentimes that is um, by donating to them. Uh, and to their campaign. And, and it, it does take money to win school board races and the, and the unions know that and they definitely have invested a lot of money into these races. I'm sure it is a very sad morning for Randy Weingarten, which makes me very, very happy. No, no, no. So no, no, by no. the way, Allie Legg is one of the most impressive people we've interviewed in the show since we started War Room Impeachment. I mean, the quality of people and for those that didn't win, hey, it's the first shot. It's a process. Trust the process. You're building an incredible farm team of really taking over the country at a local level, uh, not just school districts, uh, canvassing boards, uh, election boards, medical boards, uh, the county supervisors. This is populism. This is what they're afraid of. They're, they're, they're so much actually more afraid of this than they're afraid of Trump. This is what mm -hmm. they're really afraid of. This petrifies them to the core. And Randy Weingarten's a tough, tough hombre. She's a tough hombre. She's been through a few knife fights before. She's looking this morning and saying, hey, what do we got here? This is something we've never had to really deal with. And that's why what's most important of this is not just how the, the, the turnaround in the schools and the school district. You said later you're going to get into administrators and all that, but how this ignites and lights a match between Texas and Florida, how it ignites a map for the rest of the country, for all the moms throughout the country. We can take over every school board in this nation there's not a there's not in in and by the way the ones that need to be taken over the most are in chicago in, in new york and in los angeles those kids cannot be left behind and they're not going to be left behind because you're seeing something that's that's going to strike a chord this parental rights the parents in those cities want the, the rights just as much as everybody else they're just inundated with the democratic apparatus that crushes them so uh uh, Tiffany, amazing job. How do people get to your site <clears throat> and particularly social media, how do they find out more about you guys? Yes, you can follow us at Moms, the number four Liberty on Twitter, Moms for Liberty on Facebook. 
Um, you can find your local chapter. Go to momsforliberty.org and click on the map. You can find and see if you have a chapter in your area. If you don't, click to start one. You need 10 like-minded people to uh, work with you to start a chapter. And I promise you, um, the ripple effect this is going to have, um, as I said, we had a number of different school boards that had now have a majority of parental rights uh, members. And that is going to make a huge difference. You mentioned Chicago, Steve. Only 18% of kids in Chicago are reading proficiently or doing math on a on grade level. This is We're done with this in America. It is time to reclaim public education and to offer education freedom to children across the country because kids matter and they deserve this opportunity and parents are going to make sure it happens. I promise you that. Tiffany, uh, great job. Now the work begins. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Let me bring in Brother Cortez. Cortez, we got we got Ukraine, we got energy, we got uh, geopolitics, we have uh, capital markets, we have economics and finance. But I got to start with this amazing victory last night in Florida, and she ended with your beloved hometown of uh, of Chicago. The uh, the 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 uh, the uh, Concord Bridge shot heard around the world is coming out of Florida today. It's the moms have risen up and said, "Hey, parental rights is here." Right. Steve Cortez, listen, this is populism at its very best. It's participatory populism. It's a groundswell. It's one of the reasons, again, is as much as we talk on the show, and I think correctly so, about how dire the conditions are in the United States right now, particularly the economy, and I know we're going to get into some of those details. One of the reasons that I'm incredibly optimistic, uh, and it's not just being Pollyanna, it's not just a fake optimism, it's based on evidence, it's based on reality. This is a groundswell movement. This patriotic populist movement is incredibly young, it is broadening, um, and it is becoming a truly diverse coalition, not the way the left uses diversity, uh, but it's becoming a truly diverse coalition and a combination of cultural conservatism with populist economic nationalism. Uh, it's unbeatable. And a big part of that, particularly on the cultural conservatism side, is protecting our children. Because make no, no mistake, the nihilist leftists don't care about educating our children. They don't care about the three R's. Children in my former hometown of Chicago are certainly not learning the three R's, but they are unfortunately being indoctrinated with toxic secular humanism. They are being sexualized at an incredibly early age. This is the agenda of the left. They've been pretty successful at it, sadly, in recent decades, but the tide is turning. It's turning dramatically, and it's moms at the forefront. It's, it's exciting. Again, there are reasons we, we need to be real, and we need to be dispassionate about the situation of the country right now, and it is dire. But then we also need to have valid reasons to be hopeful uh, and the political trajectory of the country is changing. And events like last night, what happened in Florida, Florida in so many ways is really saving this country. Florida saved this country from tyranny lockdown. Now it might save this country from the educational monopoly abuse of our children. I want to talk about uh, my uh, people don't understand. Let me repeat this. Miami-Dade School Board has now flipped to right. conservative moms, parental rights. I cannot emphasize enough how massive that is <laughs> Steve, but and, with with everything that's going right. on particularly the hispanic community which values the family family values education about how you get forward it epitomizes everything we're fighting for from the rear and that's why Steve, the right. box. cortez has been on this cortez tell us how big a deal this is we can't write off any geography in this country number one it's just the wrong thing to do because we need to protect all americans no matter where they live uh but number two if, if you look right now at what's happened in this country your, your point about miami data about a major metro area that historically has been dependably democrat uh, where the radicals have so overplayed their hands that they have forced people into our camp in addition to that the gop has transformed it's no longer a party of corporatists and executives and country clubs 
It is a party now of patriotic populism. And so that combination of our attraction, our attractiveness to those folks, combined with the radicalism of the Democrats pushing people away, uh, that creates opportunity all over the country in places where Republicans didn't think they could compete before. So I'll, you know, I'll give you another example. Let's go much further north from there to the state of Michigan. You know, I believe that Tudor Dixon represents exactly the kind of candidate who can beat yeah. Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer, in many ways, was the antithesis of Ron DeSantis, right, particularly regarding the lockdowns. She's vulnerable in a state that used to be considered a layup for the Democrats. Big time. And kind of epitomizes the uh, the parental rights of mom who's taken over the school board. Okay, short break. We're going to go to the Ukraine. We're going to talk natural gas, explosive costs. Steve uh, Cortez has got a lot to go. Dave Walsh. we got Ben Harnwell, Peter Navarro. All of it. Geopolitics, energy, cost, your life in the countries next in the war room. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. It's sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Today marks six months since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Biden administration expected to announce a new $3 billion security assistance package later today. It is the largest aid package yet to Ukraine and being prepared to coincide with the country's Independence Day. It will include drones, air defense systems, and other weapons with advanced capabilities. Officials say the new funding is aimed largely at helping Ukraine to secure its medium and long-term defense. Okay, welcome back. It is uh, the 24th of August, year of our Lord, 2022. As we said at the top of the show in the year 410, this is the day of the Visigoths visit to Rome to uh, to sack Rome, the first time that the barbarians had gotten inside the gates. Uh, also today, remember, uh, Ben Harnwell's here. Ben, you got about nine stories you're going to tie together to make sense of Ukraine because this kind of underpins where the Biden's focus is, not on uh, the energy crisis here. we got Dave Walsh coming up, Steve Cortez. Walk us through $3 billion commitment. Correct me if I'm wrong. Europe's made no new commitments. This is the sixth day anniversary. And ladies and gentlemen, just to be brutally frank, 
we've nailed this from the very first second of this, okay? It's all come to pass exactly like we said it's going to come to pass. And we now have a, this illegitimate Biden regime is an escalatory power that continues to push and push a kinetic conflict over there. They don't want to negotiate. Uh, they don't want to make, have any kind of peace accord. They want to, the charnel house of the deaths of innocent Ukrainian women and children and other civilians are because of this illegitimate regime in Washington, D.C. that continued to push this. Another $3 billion aid package. Was there an aid package announced on the southern border where you see a cartel war breaking out on the southern border of the United States from the suburbs of San Diego uh, to Yuma to El Paso, Texas, and all the way down the Rio Grande Valley? No, you do not. Ben Harnwell, get us up today on the six-month anniversary of the Ukraine war, sir. Yep. Uh, happy anniversary, Steve. So I want to start off today with an article in the Daily Telegraph, London's Daily Telegraph, which is a pretty important centre-right broadsheet. The headline is, EU feared to be losing the will to back Ukraine. Um, and the story here is that um, the recognition, because there are two pivots going on right now, Steve, that the first pivot is in terms of the mainstream media, which is starting to recognize and take control of the fact that people are losing interest, they're moving on, they're getting upset that the cost of, um, of their sacrifices is increasingly disrupting their, their lives, their family lives, their ability to put food on the table. They're looking to, to winter and fearing their ability even to heat their homes and having to make that dreadful choice between food or heating. So that's the first pivot now, which is the mainstream media taking control of that with the recognition of it and the consequences of that. The second pivot, which I'm going to highlight as I go through some of these uh, stories which I've selected out for you today, is the fact that everyone now is talking about bedding down in Ukraine um, and being in there for the long haul. And I'm going to flag up um, every one of those recognitions. So for this story um, in, in the Telegraph, this is the recognition that um, European support, and I quote, European support for Ukraine's battle against Russia could dry up amid the cost of living crisis. The Daily Telegraph has learned that UK diplomats have been traveling to the European capitals to make the case against cutting aid to Kiev. So what's, what's the buried lead there? That European capitals are starting to, to, to murmur, um, like, like um, the Jews in, in the desert in the Old Testament. They're starting to murmur and grumble. Um, and Britain is now coming in behind the scenes to try to, um, to, uh, to, to, to stop that, to fight back. Here is the acknowledgement from uh, Joseph Borrell, who, who's the EU's top foreign diplomat. He was actually president of the European Parliament when I worked there. Um, and he's saying that European support could fracture in coming months. Um, and he said that, said this yesterday, this is fresh news, that keeping the bloc together was a day-to-day -day struggle. Now, in the same article, here's Emmanuel Macron, the, the French president, um, who, who said yesterday uh, that Paris would support Ukraine, and I quote, for the long term. Um, he has warned citizens, the, the French citizens, that rising inflation and food prices are, and I quote, the cost of freedom. Incidentally, the Telegraph doesn't report this, but in another speech he gave today, Macron said that France faces the end of abundance. 
Um, so that is a frank admission, at least on behalf of one of the major European powers of what's to come. No signal, no honesty, however, is to be observed on that score on the American front. So moving on from that story, I'm just going to, to mention what the situation here is in the UK. Um, if Denver members would kindly play the, um, put up the, the, the second article I have here. Here is what Boris Johnson, the British Prime Minister, has said. He said, in the face of Putin's assault, we must continue to give our Ukrainian friends, and I quote, all the military, humanitarian, economic and diplomatic support they need. Here's Britain, once again, again, an outgoing prime minister who's um, lost the support of his party after just a couple of years ago having a, a landslide election pledging Britain's interest here in Ukraine um, for the long term. Direct, as, as, a, as an ancillary to that, I'm just going to mention very briefly a story that, that we covered yesterday, which is to do the, with the three billion pledged by um, President uh, Biden. Um, interestingly, that Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said yesterday that winter is coming and it will be hard. And what we see now is a grinding war of attrition. We must sustain our support for Ukraine for the long term so that Ukraine prevails as a sovereign, independent nation. Um, and that's obviously um, allied to the, to, to the three billion. Um, ben, 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 just hang on for a second. We'll take a break. We've got Dave Walsh on energy. We've got Steve Cortez, the title together with economics. Uh, Navarro is going to join us. You know, it's interesting. I don't remember Macron's platform back in uh, May when he was running that France has met the end of abundance. You see how these guys are? We're not at the end of abundance because we're shoveling it into uh, in Ukraine to protect their sovereignty, to protect their territorial integrity, to protect their self-determination. Tell that to folks down on the Rio Grande Valley. Tell it to them in El Paso, Texas. Tell them in San Diego, California, where the cartel wars are now exploding. Where's that three B? All next in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America, 
to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.